The way you're bathed in light Hi. reminds me of that night. Hey guys, want some cookies? 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 <laughs> 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 Welcome to the garage. Welcome to another edition of the Throwback Podcast. My name is Dan Hansis. I'm joined, as I always am, by my bosom buddy, Bubby Castrone. Hey, Blob. Hey, Dan, and I'm joined by Chris Catan, Ed Kowalczyk, and Jackie Daytona. Do you know how... I mean, Ed Kowalczyk is a very serious man. To, if he ever knew that his music and his voice and his, his intense love of nature and the sea was being somehow bastardized <laughs> and, and cross-mixed with Corky Romano. Mm. What, would, what would Ed Kowalczyk do? They say, what would Jesus do? It's the same thing. Very similar. What would Kowalczyk do? I think he would see that what we've done is take, kind of like when, um, oh, this I need a new updated analogy, but I was going to say like when Ryan Adams started performing Wonderwall and Noel Gallagher was like, well, you took the song and you made it something better right. than what I ever Which ever, he didn't, but that was a nice compliment. Right. I feel like Ed Kowalczyk would say that to us for for finally giving mm-hmm. the Dolphins cry mm-hmm. the sort of the, the missing piece, which was, it turns mm-hmm. out, Chris Catan and Corky Romano. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Speaking of Ryan Adams, Brian Adams uh by the way, Brian Adams has to be feeling pretty good about Ryan Adams getting me too. Yeah, I remember Ryan Adams was always like, Don't mistake me for I'm Brian. not Brian yeah. Adams. Here, take your money back. And it was like, All right, we get it, bro. Get You're it. so indie. Um, well, he doesn't exist anymore. No, he's gone. He has been swept away from society. Disappeared. And you know who's standing though? Brian Adams. BR. Cornball motherfucker. Yep. And he is touring this summer with Bon Jovi. We're going. Adams Jovi. Should we go? Uh, yes or no? Oh, I am so into that. <laughs> I am into uh, just getting really drunk and seeing if we can fall in love with Brian Adams in an arena somewhere yeah. in Los Angeles proper, and then just obviously rocking out to Bon Jovi. Um, there is a movie, I wish I could remember the name, and maybe help me out, Bob, as someone in the industry. Um, what's her name from Mad Men? Peggy. Mm-hmm. Peggy was in a really widely acclaimed indie movie where she played a, um, a former kind of punk rock star whose life had fallen apart and she was getting it back together. She didn't have money. She didn't have fame. Uh, and she had these addiction issues. But she had this little daughter. It's a movie that just came out. Oh, okay. And um, in the movie, the the scene that I watched, um, it was like an AV Club article about the best scenes of 2019 when mm-hmm. all the lists were coming out. Um, she sits at the piano. Peggy. What's the, what's the actress's real name? Elizabeth Olsen. I want to give Moss some Moss, respect. Yeah. Elizabeth Moss sits at the piano. Uh, with the daughter and does in one take a full uh, piano ballad version of Heaven by Brian Adams. Mm. And I got to I got to say, it caused me to reassess the song, the cheesy power ballad. Yeah. And I gained a lot of more respect for it, I have to say, uh, because of Elizabeth Moth's uh, awesome piano version. So I was in Florida a few weeks ago. My mom just moved there. I was helping out. And I was driving from my sister's place to my mom's place in a car, just listening to terrestrial radio. And um, summer of weird. Six, What's that like? Summer of '69 came on, 
And I didn't like, you know, I didn't have any other radio stations there. I'm in like the middle of God knows where. So I just left it on. Mm-hmm. You know what? Felt something. The song made you feel something? It made me, made me feel a little bit. Really? I mean, that's a classic with a medium. You trying to make me feel right now? Uh, you know you can't feel. I felt a little something. There was like a little tinge. That's it. Maybe it's because I'm playing a lot of guitar now. <laughs> Brian Adams always tried too hard to be hot. Uh, and I'm even looking at the Apple Music's uh, best of is called Essentials. Look at the photo. Oh, even now. Come on, Brian. Yeah. Brian. It's a very, I mean. But I like that he knows that he's 63 in that picture. He's got to hide himself in shadows. So he's hiding in so many shadows. But the, but that was not the song that um, made me feel something. It was, of course, Heaven. Of course. That's how horrible that is. Oh. Drek. <laughs> that, is, that is his middle of, of the road. <laughs> Garbage, but you know it. It's it gets you. Just hang in there. And then I was thinking about the song some more, and then I remembered Sam from high school, yes. who I loved. Yes. Uh, you know, imagine the luck. The girl that I love ends up marrying her high school sweetheart. Right. Married. Happy. And oh my God, the cutest kids. All right. <laughs> um, this was their song. Which, yes. You know. No, I know. So it's you've come a long way that the woman you, uh, the girl that you loved in your teens, that now you could appreciate the song that her and her husband have definitely made love to. <laughs> I mean, it's a little on the nose for our <laughs> song, but yeah. I mean, my song. I'll be the, magnanimous about it. I'm very happy. My song with my high school yeah. girlfriend was the. Don't want to miss a thing by Aerosmith. So you're a little on the nose when oh you're a, when you're a teenager. It happens. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Uh, speaking of um, our youth gone by, today we're doing a countdown. Love doing countdowns on the Throwback Podcast, and we are going to delve into the final months of our college years. Uh, that would be the uh, winter into spring of 2002. Yeah, this week, which is 2002. 18 years ago. We could have been born that week and serve in the Bang. army today. And the other person doesn't get in trouble. Yeah. Is that where you're going with that? Sure. I was going to say, you know, served in the army or, you know, buy cigarettes, but banging the 18 year old that was born this week in 2002. I guess it depends where you're from, though. Some The age of consent is 17 in some states. 16. None of this was ever an issue for me. I just wait. I waited. I wanted to make sure everybody was in the clear. Yeah. You went exclusively for 52 year olds <laughs> ever since you were a 17 year old. So. Um, so, yes, we're going to count down the top 10 songs uh, on the Billboard top 100 charts in the first week of February 2002. But before we do that. Dan. What was going on, Bob, at that time? Oh, I don't know. Before we do that, though, I thought you took that over. Before we do that. No, you took it back. No, nah, I don't want it back. Uh, I, I sent out a tweet a few weeks ago to our people on Twitter. Okay. To the people that follow at ThrowbackPod. And if you're one of the tens of thousands of people listening that don't follow us, yep. what the fuck are you waiting for? Yeah, I'm with you. Get on it. Do it. We asked, uh, hey, ask us a question, motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you dropped an MF on him. No, 
Okay. No, I'm just, I'm way cooler now than I was then. Oh, you're so cool. So, uh, Let's let's uh, let's read a couple of these. Hey, Bob, get to it. Jesus. Well, you're not looking at me. You're looking at Wikipedia. Go ahead. Now I got to find a good one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, OK, let's start here. A lot Gosh. of people, a lot of people oh, asking when Wessling's going to be on the pod. Wes will be on the pod soon. On you. We need to figure out the issue with Chris Wessling on the throwback podcast is I wanted to have Wes and his lovely wife, Lakeisha. She is now with child and one of the basic tenets of our show is to be drinking while you are potting and will Lakeisha want to do this now? Should we wait until after the babies are born and then you give it that time where she's back into the, the drinking spirit. Mm -hmm. I kind of think that's the way to play it, which obviously means it's going to be some more time, but it also gives you more to look forward to down the line. Fair enough. Cole, Underscore Tabitha wants to know, what was your favorite song in the Lonely Island's unauthorized Bash Brothers experience? Uh, I would say, what, what, what's yours? I like the one where the uh, Heim girls were in it, where they were out there in the parking lot. Shake four halves of butt? Yeah, shake four halves of butt. I like that one. <laughs> uh, yes, that one's excellent. Um, I liked My Name is Jose. Oh, yeah, that one's good. And Mark. But I, the one I like the best is the one where they're just like, it's a Beastie Boys kind of um, homage, and it ends with them ripping their bones out of their body, and then they die at the end of the song. I think it's track two. <laughs> hey, Dan, Whiskey Over Milk wants to know, how excited are you about the rumor that Noel and Liam are reuniting Oasis in 2022? That's, uh, I don't know what that report is from or who was the uh, source of it, but I just don't believe yeah, it. Yeah, I'm 0% excited. We just, yeah, we just did the um, Definitely Maybe uh, throwback pod and one thing that we kind of hit on but I, I'm glad you brought it up here because I wanted to hit it on more directly is Noel's ultimate revenge for years and years and decades really of Liam's bullshit is to take Oasis away from him yeah it really is and it's the only thing he could ever do to truly hurt Liam and it has essentially sidetracked his entire life and as long as Noel keeps Oasis uh, broken up, he has the upper hand. Yeah, Noel loves having that power. And I get it as, you know, as an older sibling. It's I, pretty fucked up, though. Oh, it's so fucked up. But you have to, like, people have to understand what a fucking dick Liam Gallagher must have been. Uh, he on the, From the outside, he seemed like a dick. But from behind the scenes, ungrateful and, and didn't quite ever understand that the only reason he had any of this mm-hmm. was because of Noel. Right. I think that stuck with Noel, and he finally said, fuck this shit, I will bury you forever here. As somebody who uh, loves holding a grudge and never like letting somebody back in. <laughs> you are af- famous for that. After they've uh, wronged me, I get it. Uh, by the way, the song is called Uniform On from the unauthorized Bash Brothers experience. She said she want to fuck me with my uniform on. She grabbed me by the bat. Now it's going, going gone. I never finished sex because I'm so juiced. Out. But she nutted three times and we bashed in a bounce. And I know, by the way, we already played this, but let me play the part where they die, though. <laughs> Dan, Dan at Kekasaurus wants to know, how do you get unblocked by Dan Hansis on Twitter? I, I've said this before, I think, on my successful podcast that 
literally the only way to get blocked by me is to be a total piece of shit. Well, uh, Kekasaurus made an innocent joke about Sam Darnold that you must have taken the wrong way. Yeah, like I said, you have to be a real piece of shit. <laughs> oh, no. This guy, so, this guy likes you, too. So, um, I don't know. Bob, after the show, if you remember, let me know what his name is so I could double block him. Not no, gonna, maybe I'll reimagine. Not going to remember. Atfeld Musician wants, I guess, both of us, probably specifically me, to answer, how does it feel to be in the mid-album filler of life? Ooh. I don't think it's true because I think um, when you have young children, it's a very exciting, fun time yeah. in your home life. It's not; it's the middle album filler of life in terms of doing fun and exciting things. Right. Um, so if you're looking at it from that aspect, I agree. But I find this to be a very fun and rewarding period of life. I would imagine when your kids get a little older and that they don't feels, like you as much. That's mid-album filler. So you kind of lose that and you still can't really do anything because you're spending all your money on your children. I think that's coming up for us. Yeah. I mean, you, wait, you, Dean's like eight, Dean's right? Dean's eight. And you're I, right around the corner. You really only get that until you really only get like your kid being your kid until like 12 to 14, probably. And that then might even be a lot. Yeah. All right. Let's do one or two really quick ones. Um, oh, I liked uh, I liked this question that I lost. <laughs> I'm not good at this. This is harder than vamping. Oh, here we go. Nice, um, at Zanelski2889 wants to know, I can see a majority of music used in a show such as House MD really hitting it off with you guys. Bad start to the question. <laughs> Not okay. a great start. Okay. Are there any shows or movies offhand where you were just surprised with the song selection and how well you enjoyed it? The first thing that popped to mind when I read this was um, Scrubs had really good music. Yes. Zach Braff was right up our alley of the music we were into, as we know from the Garden State soundtrack, which we've hit on the show. Yep. Makes sense. Scrubs and uh, How I Met Your Mother had really good music. Whenever they would pull in like a little like AC Newman from the New Pornographers, or I think they used some um, old 97s at some point, they knew how to do it. I have a longstanding rule never to watch a CBS show that isn't the NFL. So I've never seen, uh, I've seen maybe one or two episodes of How I Met Your Mother. The first couple seasons were good. Yeah, And then I, I kind of fell off, but I remembered being like, oh, wow, this is a cool kind of New York-y show before it became like just kind of like hacky. Six Feet Under had good music. Oh, great music. So I'll throw that one out there. There you go. Anything else? Uh, I think, you know, Steph wants to know uh, why we refuse to do Weird Al. That's, that's on you. I don't refuse to do Weird Al. I just, why would anyone want to listen to that? Because <laughs> Weird Al had a number one album like two years ago. <laughs> What was it called, Bob? I don't know. But I bet <laughs> it was. Yankvik did not have a number one album in 2018. He had it, maybe not 2018. On but what he, charts? The Weird had, Al charts? He had his first number one album within the last five years. Number one album doesn't mean that much. It uh, means everything. <laughs> it means everything else means nothing. I, you know what I would bet? Even if you did through some technicality, he had a number one album. I would Not guess, a technicality. I would guess that album sold, has sold less than 300,000 copies. Weird Al gets first number one album on Billboard 200 with Mandatory Fun. This is in 2014. So it's coming on six years. But even that, like name one song off that. Name all of them. And I want to know who he's up against that week. Everybody. <laughs> Mariah Carey put out a new album that week and he killed her. He beat Mariah Carey that week? No, I don't know. No, no. Okay. <laughs> I would love to know who came in second that week. And whoever it was should immediately retire from music. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. All right, Bob. 
good stuff. Great to hear from the listeners. Let's get into it. As we always do when we do a top 10, we pick two songs that fell outside the top 10. And Bob Castrone picked this. Fuck yeah, I did. Such a great Kylie song. Minogue can't get you out of my head. And it, it's it's crazy because Kylie Minogue, Minogue, when she, Minogue when she was eighteen had a number one hit or a top ten hit here in like nineteen eighty seven with the Locomotion song. Yeah, and she was a completely forgotten uh, figure in the United States, but she had a huge career in the UK still. In fact, or in Australia, yeah, I think in the she UK. was. The, I think she was the Prime Minister of Australia. <laughs> Everyone said the thing we always heard was like. She is the Madonna yes. of the UK. Is that All right? the time. Madonna's <laughs> the locomo- Madonna. the locomotion yeah. girl? Yeah. And then this song came out. Yep. And it just was, it was just, it's from space, this song. I love this song. I love this song. I can listen to this forever on repeat. Um, I would have picked this if you didn't pick it. And it reminds me of my senior year at Northeastern in Boston and my roommate and our friend Mark. Uh, we love this song so much, and let's keep it real. We loved Kylie Minogue so much, so much, because uh, she was just a comet at this stage. Yep, I get. Um, I, I saw what Jean Claude Van Damme saw. <laughs> yes, on the Street Fighter set. Street Fighter set. Yeah, um, that we had the video on. Uh, you know, the video was on online. We downloaded it and then learned the dance moves to it, and then performed <laughs> it for the girls across the hall. That's amazing. The entire song, and we knew every move. <laughs> <It's> beautiful. <laughs> All right, I love this part. And if it was the modern day, that video would exist somewhere. But in right, J- June of two thousand one or February two thousand one? No. This is the part where she's a giant and she's like in the city, walking around, being super hot. Spawned a whole genre of porn: the giantess porn. <laughs> It's the whole thing. She just has, um, what is that? Uh, it. She's different. She has a different look and vibe. Yep. That separates her from other like hot pop stars. Yeah. Which, good for her. Good for her. Good choice, Bob. Good for Australia. It, I should say that it was the lead single from the album that was released on September 8th, 2001. So perhaps... Put Kylie on the board? No, don't you dare put her on the board. I don't released want her on, on the September seventeenth, two thousand one, in the UK, and released officially February eighteenth, two thousand two, here. Yeah, I remember this song. I did. Uh, I went to spring break down in Panama City Beach. No, uh, you must have gotten laid for days. In uh, like one month after. How little did you get laid when you were in Panama <laughs> City, Bob? Let's be honest. No Guys comment. like us don't go down to these spring break cities and clean up the way like 
the super buff hot dudes do. Yeah. It was because our skill set is much more situated for city life. I got an awkward hand job at a phone party. <laughs> I was about as good as I did. That's actually not bad. Not bad. We we do better work in major metropolises of America. It's true. Where we can um, go to a good bar. Where you're not like competing with every guy who auditioned for the Jersey Shore. Exactly. Yeah. Like where trap muscles aren't as important. Yes. And then we could use our personalities to win the day. Yeah. When you go down there, it's just pure. No, it's all id. Id. It's just like, fuck me, fuck me, fuck me, fuck me. <laughs> and for some reason, it just wasn't a great fit. Huh. Who knew? All right. Good choice, Bob. Thank you. Since we are incredible supporters of women, I also... Did did you just not hear me say that I got a hand job at a phone party? I mean, come on. <laughs> to completion? So no. We'll save, we'll save the story. For what? <laughs> for a time with save the, for what? That we're, when we're not on microphones. <laughs> well, you either went to completion or you didn't. There was completion, but not at the phone party. All right. Now you're just bragging. Well, what do you want? To, what do you want? I don't even believe the story, by the way. It's a true story. <laughs> All right. We are champions of women. <laughs> so I also picked a woman. Yes. And this Not is just the, any woman. This is the one I would have picked if you didn't, if I didn't think you were going to pick it. She named her album, unironically, Whoa, Nelly. <laughs> Love it. early 2000s production flourish dust brother wannabe motherfuckers chose these songs because Kylie Minogue and Nelly Furtado, I feel the same thing about Nelly Furtado. There's something different about Nelly Furtado, just like as a, um, a record buyer and a 20-year-old uh, consumer, right. uh, male consumer, that I was just like, whoa, she's different than the other prototypical hot girls. Well, she wasn't like, this was like the prime Britney Spears pop star days, and this was not that. And I couldn't, she was kind of hard to... Um, she was trying to, hard to track like what her background was, like what her her nationality was, but she had like piercing uh, blue eyes and the dark hair, very pretty, and and then the music was also a little left of center. So she right. had like a whole like thing going on. And I am like a bird, or I, I fly like a bird. What was it? I am I'm like, like a bird. bird. Yeah. yeah, that was the first big single. And I I like to think that I am like a bird is the most popular VH1 song. Ever. Oh, thank God you finished that sentence. I thought you were about to say, I'd like to think that I'm like a bird and then just stop talking. And then we're going to have to talk about how you're like a bird. So I'm glad there was more to that. There was so much more. Yeah. The number one VH1 song of all time is I am like a bird. That makes sense. 
Yeah. Is that the name of the song? I am like a bird. Yeah, that was it. I feel like I'm mispronouncing it. I'm <laughs> like a bird. Okay, there's an apostrophe. Um, I, since I'm uh, I'm 40 now, I, I now Google like an old man. I just Googled where is Nora Jones. Oh, no, <laughs> so, not a good look. And guess what? It worked. The other weird thing about no, Nell- sorry, Nora Nor- Nor- Jones, because I have another tab with Nora Jones up. How old are you? I googled just where's Nelly Furtado. About. No, because I was thinking like, who came first, Nora Jones or Nelly Furtado, and it was Nelly. But where is Nelly Furtado? Do I don't know, know, Bob. <laughs> I will say this about Nelly: huge album in 2000, 2001, and into 2002, sold six million copies. Yes. Completely disappears. Yeah. Gone. Gone. And then like 2006, 2007. She comes out of nowhere with Timberland yep. and drops three monster singles. And then, disip- I mean, and then huge. Then gone, gone again. Gone again. Gone. I don't even remember a follow-up. No, that was it. Oh, and there were so many great songs. I, I want to find, next time we do a countdown, I am going to find when Say It Right was a hit because that Nelly Furtado song is one of my favorite pop radio songs of the decade. Yeah. Hey, guess what? Fuck you. My old man Googling. Uh, it led to led to a breakthrough. Ready? Yeah. I had a nervous breakdown on stage. Nelly Furtado told the Daily Mail in 2017. Nora Jones or Nelly Furtado? I was on the Loose tour and my daughter was with me. Problematic that her tour was yeah. called Loose. Yeah, yeah, your dog with you too? What the fuck? I was being a mom and a singer on the road and I was exhausted. Then one night I went on stage, realized how stressed out I was. I cried my way through the first two songs. Oh my God. Honey. I took a break from music and went home and that's when... Uh, Realized being home and having my family was what I was seeking. So that's probably it for Nelly Furtado. She got rich. She had a breakdown. Yeah. Wait, is Loose after? Oh, Loose was the Timbaland album, right? I mean, no, this was, we're talking 2017 here. So. Oh, well, she's got plenty of money. She'll be all right. She'll be okay, but great song. Good pick. Thanks. All right. Let's get into the top 10 and uh, we're, we'll stay on the trend of prominent female singers of the era. Uh, but this one, uh, this one's a little cringy. But let's get into it. hated the song i mean i will say even gwen stefani's bad annoying songs are at least interesting you know like that's oh, it's interesting i despise this song i it's like you can give them the credit for certain bands would have a massive hit like they did with magic kingdom tragic kingdom and then try to write that album over and over again this was them trying to stretch their legs, and I'm according to Wikipedia, Hey Baby is heavily influenced by the Jamaican dance hall music present at No Doubt's post-show parties and tour bus lounges of their Return of Saturn tour. That's all cool, like being influenced by other music that you start to kind of fall for. 
I just want the song to be good. Yeah. And I just hate this song so much. Yeah, I got that. It's one of my least favorite songs of the whole decade. It's funny because when uh, I thought this was her solo album, this is No Doubt. This is No Doubt's okay. like, last kind of big album. Because to me, this sounds more like what she was doing with the Shit's Bananas kind of style of right. pop music. We're heading in that direction. Yeah. This is another trope that I don't enjoy. Rapping? Was that was that KRS One from the REM song <laughs> radio song? They REM kind of invented this. Um, <laughs> it's the veteran rock group that looks to stay young and hip by importing some type of rapper. Yeah. And it was especially huge in 2001, 2002, because that's when the whole new metal thing was going on. To the point that Ed Kowalczyk and our favorite band Live, they put out an album that no one listened to that came out this same era, and they had a rap interlude on it. And it was really bad. It's weird hearing... Wait, do I have to play that? No, but it's weird. Please don't. It's weird hearing you say our favorite band Live, because I do feel like... You know, maybe years one and two of this podcast, our favorite band was obviously the Dave, Dave Matthews, Matthews band. Man. Are we are we becoming bigger live fans in the Mm-mm. 2020s? I don't think so. Okay. Because you know why? Because I was just listening again to Dave's solo album, Some Devil. Oh, so forget it. I mean, just classic. <laughs> and I was listening to So Lucky this morning, in fact. So good. You're so lucky. So lucky. I'm a and I was like, damn, Dave really had the hits. He had the goods still. The live album that I'm referring to is so unknown that when I click live albums, I can't even find it. <laughs> was it Birds of Prey? No, that was not it. Well, you're off the hook, Bob. Thank you. You just you Oof. just missed hearing a live song that had a rap interlude. Oh, my God. Talk yeah. about dodging a bullet. All right, coming up next... I have to say off the top of my head, this does not ring a bell. It is a song called Wherever You Will Go by The Calling. So lately, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll be there you got super excited. How is this not Lifehouse? Maybe there's some band members in it. <laughs> Might as well be the same. Yeah. They should consolidate. Wait, did you know that last July, Live put out a Woodstock 94 album? Nine-track EP? What does that mean? They just, like, their performance? Or did they replay? Did they just do all the songs now in 2019? I don't know. But... Whatever it is, I'm buying it. This type of shit will always be popular. Not, I don't care what era it is. Not like now. Songs, yeah, and like certain radio stations, Christian rock and things like Christian rock. These songs yeah. will always have an audience uh, somewhere. See, I was gonna say this feels to me like the way the movies and comedy specifically gets antiquated quickly, and it's like, oh, those Apatow movies, like that's of a time and a place, and now like comedy is something different. This feels like just like old like. 24-year-old white guys yelling into a microphone with guitars behind them about following you around. It's not, it's not holding up. I think it holds up beautiful. <laughs> if 
mean, this was every song in two, like every alt pop yeah. song in 2002 was this. This is very familiar. Yeah. Uh, good news, Bob. I found it. The album's called Five by Live. It this was the is, fifth album. This is not good news. And uh, no doubt when they were like, ooh, we need a little shot in the arm to stay relevant. We're getting up there. Uh, they called on Bounty Killer for their guest verse. And for Simple Creed by Live, uh, they went with Tricky. Mm. Tricky. Updating the sound, Bob. <laughs> Face is ridiculous. You remember the words? He's a big live fan. Pretty good guitar lick coming up. Hang on. Oh my god. Uh, you ready to hear some uh, tricky? If um if Ed Qualtuck was mad at us for interspersing him with Corky Romano, he would be happy to know that you're sincerely into this right now. Wait, listen to this part, ready? Pick you up by your bucket scrub. Pretty good. You like this? I don't hate it. I love that there's thousands of people, Bob, listening to this podcast. And they are listening to Simple Creed by Live in 2020. <laughs> and they weren't, they, they didn't ask for this. All right, Tricky's coming up. It's after the second quarter. But he's not really rapping. No, I don't know. Okay. Maybe Tricky's not a rapper. I don't know. I'm I kind of remember it being a full on rap. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know what else was on Five by Live? The 9 11 song. Yeah, that's the only song I thought that came. I am overcome. Right. Should we do that album? <laughs> Didn't we just do half of it? <laughs> All right, up next up. Wow, Bob, we got a lot of ladies. Uh, it's another uh, very popular female singer-songwriter, Alicia Keys. Where do you come down on Keys? It's uh, a good question. Let's uh, let's play a little of the song, and I'll I'll formulate the perfect response. Area man begs for time to come up with an Alicia Keys take. <laughs> It's a loaded question. What about her taking um, LL Cool J's job hosting the Grammys? You got a take on that? Oh, good for her. Yeah. Calm down, LL. Yeah, but he was he was into that gig. It's like the only thing he had left. Oh, come on. He's got plenty. It was taken from him. To last, to last. Baby, you know 
single on songs in an A minor uh, which of course had fallen on it. Right. Which is a monster, monster hit. Right. I believe she was 18 when this album came out. Really? I think she's younger than us and... Um, Noise. Pop. What? That's inappropriate. <laughs> like, What are you insinuating there? What? What did I say? I said it was nice. It was a nice age. Then you went, Noise. No, I did, I did not do that. With your pants down around your ankles. I did not do that. I like Alicia Keys fine. Yeah, me too. Um, she, a couple of years after this, she put out uh, No One, which is, I thought, one of, like her best song. I remember when she was kind of starting out, I had a hard time putting my finger on her because sometimes she would be on TV playing a piano and she was like Fiona Apple. Mm-hmm. And then other times she was rapping with like Jay-Z and I was like... She scared you because of her... Well, I didn't know... Her what, black feminine strength. That's could, what it was. No, no, yeah, not you were scary. way... You Not were spooked scared. by it. You were like, what is going on here? I just couldn't figure out like where she fell. And it turns out she kind of fell everywhere over the years. Like She's kind of done everything, including hosting the Grammys. I don't think she should have taken it from LL is what I'm saying. Future is female, bro. Unlike you, I am ready for the women to come take over. Stop being so anti-woman. All right. Now, you want to talk about... The winter of 2001, 2002, there's only one band that defines it for me. Motherfucking Linkin Park, bitch. Talking Guy... He had a nice setup in this band. I think his name was Mike Shinoda. <laughs> yeah, any of us could have been Talking Guy. Talking Guy's great. a good gig. And he looked like a regular dude that you would, was in your biology class. Yeah. Good gig. Like gave himself his own haircuts. Chester Bennington could scream his balls off. Like he, he had a voice. He was the secret weapon. Yeah. Lincoln Park is a band that I reassess critically um, later on. When they were, they were one of those bands that you could not escape right. back in this era. Uh, and they were obviously a part of the whole rap rock explosion. They were right at the front of the line. So I think I was just burned out by it. And I was like, this is not the music I like. So I, I just reacted against that. But now when I, you know, 15, 20 years later, when you listen to these songs, like this is, I think this is good. Yeah, I agree. I like this. this I agree because it definitely, at the time, it was kind of part of that big pot of shit. It got lumped in with a bunch of shit. It got lumped shit. in with everything. It and got thrown now, out the, ba- the bathwater. Right, and now it rises to the top where it does sound, it's way more enjoyable now than it was. I then. wouldn't say, like, they say, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. I'm not going to say Linkin Park was a baby, like a beautiful little baby. No. But it was, like, not the filthy bathwater. It was that, the better bathwater. 
you know, Scott's staff was <laughs> bathing in. Um, you know what the turning point was for me with this band? When we went to a Dodgers game on a Friday night where at Dodger Stadium, what they do is after the game on Friday nights, they'll have a fireworks show. Friday night fireworks. And it's amazing. They let you out on the field, which is like they one, do of a the, nice job. one of the coolest things. Yep. The first time that happened, we were like, wait, what? We're allowed to walk on the field? Like, it's right. As New Yorkers that grew up yeah. going to Yankee games were basically are treated as like an enemy of the state right. being inside their building. Yeah, they just opened up the gates and you get to walk on the field after the game. And uh, we went to a Friday night Dodgers game and they did the fireworks show on the field and it was scored to Lincoln Park. Did you remember <laughs> it was that? Lincoln Park night. It was Lincoln That's Park right. night. And you and I were both like, ugh. But then we were like, <laughs> it's like, it's a good song. It's we a good song. Were, yeah, we were out there song. in the outfield and every song was pretty good. And fireworks were blasting. And we're like, probably. We little, just needed distance from yeah, them. Yeah, we were a little drunk and it was perfect. And we were rebelling against this entire genre of music. You're welcome. Uh, in the end, it's good. And I think uh, Hybrid Theory, this is the album. Is this the album that Jay Z did the mashup with and they got a whole bunch of hits again? I think they did like that a sounds right. Yes, end, yes. Um, black album. We were talking about Mike Shinoda before, by the way. Look at that guy. He's just a dude. He's if you Google Mike Shinoda, he's the most normal looking dude you've ever seen. He in works your life. in your IT department. He had your, a song. Uh, job. He had actually one of uh, in college, one of my favorite like random songs, Lost to the Sands of Time. If you could find it or pull it up, I would love to hear it right now. He did a side project with a band called The Executioners. Oh, I remember that. It's going down. Do you remember that song? I remember the executioners. I have not remembered. And I know Shinoda has worked with a lot of different people. I have not remembered or thought about this song since 2002. Let me see if I can find it. It's going down. It was, um, I feel like maybe there was somebody from the Wu-Tang Clan in there. I don't remember, but it was, uh, it was a fave. Was it like your favorite song? It was the one that like when I was going to the gym, I'd be like, click, it's going down. All right, I can't find it in time. Okay, so, you know. And you threw the entire podcast into a hole it's not going to recover from. Why? That's You played a fucking random song from Live that nobody cares about. I'll pick you up by your puppy scruff. All right, you ready? Yes. All right, you asked for it. Simple Creed. (laughs) Come on. It's pretty good. All right, uh, more female empowerment. She is the, uh, or she just was. Just because we're playing songs by female artists does not mean female <laughs> empowerment. You're really, really scratching uh, To me, it does, Bob. Oh, okay. Because in this industry where women are marginalized, uh, you know what, Bob? Open up your eyes. Well done. Well played. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Got All right, she is the co-headliner of Super Bowl 54, Shakira. Kira's been doing the damn thing for a while. Oh, my God. Should we give a shout-out, by the way, to Chester Bennington, who yes. committed suicide? Yes, yes. Another guy that we lost. Uh, he had some bangers and a very memorable voice. Yep. That's Kira. I mean, we could have handled that better. I think we could have done that a little bit better. But uh, Too late. I was busy looking for an executioner's <laughs> Mike Shinoda joint. <laughs> what a mess. It's like... Chester Bennington, rest in peace. Like, hey, my breasts are small and humble. (laughs) Don't mistake them for mountains. (laughs) 
think this verse coming up is where she talks about her boobs. So let's listen to it, okay? Right. She's famous for the hips and butt. But she talks about her boobs here. Here we go. Chester Bennington. <laughs> Going to hell. Do you think Shakira, who's uh, famously from Colombia, named this album her breakthrough album? It was named Laundry Service. Do you think that was a translation issue? Because it's a really bad album title. <laughs> <laughs> like she thought she was saying something that was like meaningful, but it yeah. just translated to laundry service. It was service. a poor translation scenario. I hope so. Because laundry service That's is nothing amazing. glamorous. <laughs> I did not know that was the name. So it's very... I guess you thought it was like Twisted Sheets. It's very big of you, Dan, that um, after Shakira said that her breasts were small and humble, Mm -hmm. that you didn't immediately turn the song off. You're (laughs) You're making progress. I'm proud of you. Women, Bob, women come in all shapes and sizes. <laughs> and just because they don't fit some magazine cover, okay. the ones that you collect and hoard and the women that you idolize aren't what real women look like. Because a real woman to me is someone that supports a family, that is your mother, is your sister, is your wife. And you know what? Get your head out of the magazines, Bob, and get into the real world. Good return serve. That was good. <laughs> Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't like that Shakira song, by the way. I, I like mean, some of her it songs. It was so popular. It was very big. It was very big, and you know you're going to hear it at the Super Bowl. Yeah. Will we'll the Super Bowl have happened when people are listening to this? It's right on. Right around there, yeah. yeah. Well, so we'll enjoy either, the Super Bowl. Or I hope you enjoyed the Super Bowl. Wow. How about Andy Reid finally getting that big Super Bowl W? Oh, man. Didn't you do that last year where you said something about the Patriots definitely losing, yes. and then they won the yeah. Wow, Patrick Mahomes, four touchdowns in the Super Bowl. (laughs) He deserved that MVP. All right. All right. Who are you looking forward to more seeing perform at the Super Bowl, Shakira or J-Lo? Probably Shakira. Or who did you enjoy the most? Maybe just to cover us. Oh, I liked Shakira's performance, but I was looking forward to J-Lo's. Very good. Sure. Let's cover all the bases. But how how about that surprise performance, that surprise guest? Oh, by Tricky? <laughs> <laughs> He's busy. Crowd just went nuts when Tricky came out. Um, this is the funniest song of all time. Ever. <laughs> yes, you're right. Okay. <laughs> 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 That's awesome. Makes me so happy. Feels like Oh no, I'm gonna love this song. When the chorus hits, I'm gonna be in love. Oh no! Yes!
This is uh, Scott Stapp, peak Messiah complex. Oh, yeah. My sacrifice <laughs> off the 2001 album, Bob. Human Clay? Sorry, no. no weathered. Was, oh, weathered. yeah, that's right. Fuck. And in, his, in the, in the ramp-up to uh, Weather's release, Scott Stapp said that he hoped that this album would be Creed's version of the Joshua Tree. And on the cover of the album was a bunch of trees and in the trees were the faces of the yes, members. I remember of that. Yes. And it was not good, which is not that much worse than the human clay where it was, I think him was coming, a man up. coming out of clay. I assume it was Scott Stapp. <laughs> oh, of course, obviously. And then, um, this video is fucking marvelous because it's right when there was this era in the early two thousands where all the music video directors got access to uh, CGI for the first time. Yes. And they all just went fucking nuts. Well, I mean, wouldn't you? That was it. Like all these guys, the like way, Joseph Kahn and all these dudes were just losing their minds. It's the way that everybody in the 80s went nuts about synthesizers. Where they were like, we have this whole new instrument. Right. The That's CGI. What, yeah. So the whole, it, there's a lot of, it's very biblical, as I recall. Yes. And uh, Stapp, at some point, saves a drowning man from the a, a flooded uh, town that was underwater. And... It's it's a very nothing. Everything was in front of a green screen. It was a green screen bonanza, as I right. recall. We'll put it up on the throwback pod on Twitter. If um, oh, wait, Bob, it's going to get it's going to get equally hard. terrible. It's going to get so deep now. <laughs> so he cuts the music out. Now it's all stab. Right back. This song was so huge. This, um, if only the technology existed to get VHS onto the internet. Yeah. I had a TV show in college at this time where it was called pregame. And one of the skits we did of a sketch comedy was it was like four people sitting around and the song comes on and everybody's like, yeah, this song sucks. We should turn it off. Let's turn it off. And then nobody does. And then it kind of fades to black. And then I think for the next three minutes, we just sing along to it. That's so good. It was dumb, but it was so funny because that's how what it was. It was like, this song is terrible, but I'm not turning it off. And holy shit, it's amazing. The video was directed by David Myers. He was one of the top cronies back then. It was the first video that Creed had complete creative control over. Uh, the video begins in a park with an old seemingly blind man feeding pigeons before the camera pans into his mind showing flashbacks of a flooding city where members of the band perform while Scott Stapp sings in a rowboat. (laughs) (laughs) That should be the end of every description of everything. While Scott Stapp sings in a rowboat. Now, you have to remember, this is everything Stapp sitting around. I would say he was with his band coming up with ideas for the video, but no. It's just Scott Stapp. Stapp passes by many people in the rowboat before seeing a fist jump out of the water at him. He rescues the person, realizing that it's actually himself him yeah. relating to the song's theme of reunion with oneself and believing it's always that's it's always himself <laughs> it's amazing shout out to our buddy mark who genuinely loved creed oh he loved him he was my uh kylie minogue buddy <laughs> that's who you danced with yep yay well if we all go to vegas together again this year 
do you guys think you could pull together a uh, redux and just do the dance again? I'll be 40 by then. I feel like there's a major hamstring issue that okay. can pop up, but I'll, I'll talk to him about it. It's fair. All right. Um, women in pop music, long overdue. Here we go. Pink. <laughs> you are so proud of yourself. The only annoying thing about this um, countdown is all these artists, it's all the songs by them that I don't like. Feels like that, yeah. Because I Pink's got some bangers. Don't Let Me Get Me would, would be a great Pink song to listen to oh, right she's now. Got, she's got bangers for days. Yeah. Uh, the song where she's like, there's a panic in the switch. She's being such a bitch. That song. There's... So, I'm a rock star. Yeah, yeah, that one. And I'm a hun hun. She's got bangers. This one never did much for me, though. Right. But she did a good job. She kind of was very... She had that song around this time where she was like, L.A. told me yep. I'll be a pop star as long as you change everything you are. And she was very open about uh, that she wasn't as pretty as Britney Spears and all that stuff. Yep. But you forget that she had a huge R&B career right before this. The previous album was big and she was a pure R&B artist. And then she reinvented herself as this like pop rock chick. And do you remember who, Bob, she wrote the songs with that changed her career? Me. Scott Stapp. <laughs> Old blind Scott Stapp coming out of the water. No, it was Linda Perry of 4 Yes. Right. I just don't think this is a good, I think it's a bad song. No, I get it. But I think Pink, like you're saying, a lot of bangers. I think that um, she's like sneaky, been one of the most successful people throughout most of our adult life. She's been around. She's still she's, around. Still around, still like been doing it. Like it's every, been a little bit now. It's been now about five that, years. That's or so, true. It has been about five now. But for years, she just kept popping up with hits. All right. Now, the man that I'm quite, I'm actually surprised. We're, the, we're uh, up to number three, Bob, on the countdown. And I'm, I'm surprised that he hasn't shown up yet because this man ruled the world. Before he ruled um, Firefest, he ruled the world. Here's Ja Rule. And I'm going to not say who he's doing the song with. I'm going to see if you remember who she was. Same thing again. Ja Rule had like four number one hits in this era. This is the only one I didn't like. <laughs> like he had all those songs with J-Lo. He yeah. had a big one with uh, Ashante, who, th who this is. What was going on? What was going on in your life in uh, February 2002? By the way, interesting that Ja Rule calls the album Pain is Love. A little bit of a snapshot into Ja Rule's heart there. Hmm. Hmm. Shout out to Ja Rule. And Firefest. <laughs> 
<laughs> he tweeted out uh, yesterday, by the way. Um, do you follow him on Twitter? I don't, but because he's such an infamous character now. Right. Um, he tweeted something like, if only black folk could all be on the same side together, we could rule the world. Something like that. And then uh, somebody replied like a gif of like someone looking over like shocked and then said like, people of Bahama, of the Bahamas. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ja Rule left those folks out. Have try. you seen both Firefest docs? Yes. Okay, I've only seen the Netflix one. I need to see the Hulu one. Uh, yeah, they're both good. They're both excellent. They're different. Yeah. They're different. Oh, what was going on in my life? I was in the earliest uh, love phase with my college girlfriend at the time, who I called after our show a couple of weeks back. That's right. And you guys are, you're meeting up soon, right? We are, actually. She's actually right outside. She's going to join us, and we're going to tape a third podcast. Oh, um, do I have to be there for that? Because your wife is going to be home any minute. It's tricky. I need you to be on the lookout. That's okay. what I'm looking for. Got it. Yeah. Okay. I'm a good friend. Uh, no, so I was, uh, have, I had my first real girlfriend, and I was enjoying college life, and graduation was looming around the corner, but it was just, I'd feel, I felt like I had finally kind of hit my sweet spot, where I was very comfortable where I was at school and being away from home, and I had met a girl, and I was... Um, not, I had not, a, you didn't meet a girl, you met the girl. Just a girl. Hmm. The you know the real girl is the one in the house right now, Bob. And maybe you should value oh, marriage. There we go. Uh, I'm not, uh, because I'm not, there's I'm not nothing more you. sacred. No, this one feels forced. <laughs> this one feels forced. <laughs> I had a social circle. Right. I had a girlfriend. Um, I had my friend Mark, who we had met just by happenstance in that dorm, and we became very close. Very good times in my life at this time. Yeah. And I advise uh, anybody out there, all the kids listening. Uh, if you go to a college that has semesters, find friends that go to a school that does trimesters. There's not many, but There's Northeastern not many, was one of them. But Northeastern was one, and it allowed me, every time I was off from school, I got to go visit you guys while you were in session. It all worked out. And it was so much fun. It was always fun. Yeah. What was the difference? I'm trying to think. Like you, So we would be, I know we would be in class longer than you, because we'd be in class until June. But right. what? how else did it break up? Well, we were just straight like, August or end of August until December and then like February until May. Right. And you guys had like weird, you guys would be there like in January and June. That's right. So that's when I would come visit. And it was a lot of fun. We had great times and they, they call it bean town. Right. <laughs> Never made it as a wise man. <laughs> that's all you got bailed out. As a poor man stealing, tired of living like a blind man. Pretend you don't like this song that makes you a fucking liar. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I fucked Avril Lavigne 40 times. That's it? They're married. Not a lot. They didn't have an action section. 
The Chad Kroger Avril Levine marriage is one of the stupidest things ever. I mean, come on, both of you. <laughs> Who hey, are you kidding? I just want to shoot both of them with a hose and be like, stop it, stop it. Do not get married. Don't do this. Don't do this. <laughs> it was so dumb. Bang a lot in Vegas. <laughs> that's all. And this, then you leave. That's all this has to be. Bump into each other at the Juno Awards. <laughs> Bang there if you must. <laughs> then separate. You're, you're never going to be in a successful marriage Come on. together. Both of you. You know better. You fool. <laughs> Poor Chad Kroger. Kroger. The Krogs. I, I will note it by to clear us because we have the rule. If we tell the same story three times in a row, the podcast is over. Yep. Um, I think I've told this story, but still one of my favorite memories or kind of anecdotes during my almost 10 years at NFL Network slash NFL Media is... There being conversations about how to proceed about covering. Nickelback was playing the halftime show of the Thanksgiving <laughs> game at Ford Field in Detroit uh, between the Lions and, uh, let's say, Packers. And the people of Detroit had started a petition to stop Nickelback from playing halftime. And the petition had tens of thousands of signatures. <laughs> right. I mean... Thousands and thousands and thousands. And at that time, I had been, me and uh, Mark Sessler had been, essentially our jobs were to cover like the lighter side of the NFL, not just the hardcore football news. And this was right up the alley. And like, I remember being in conversations with bosses, like, can we write about this? This Nickelback petition, uh, the Lions obviously weren't happy about it. They didn't want it to be publicized on the league site. Uh, But it was like, as a dogged journo, it was like this story cannot we cannot silence. Look, you didn't you didn't create the story. You're you're just chasing it. All right, let me see if I could search NFL.com. Let's see if I got my way. Plus Dan Hansis, plus Lions, plus Nickelback. Let's see if there's a story on the site. Oh, dance break in. Um, before nope. the before the they didn't give it. They didn't. They wouldn't let me do it. Wait, let's just listen to this again. Go ahead, Bob. Yeah, before the before the backlash of everybody thinking Nickelback was the worst band of all time, which maybe deserved. Who knows? Not, I'm not one to say. But um, I was just a bro in Panama City Beach hearing this out like at the pool. Being like, fuck yeah. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. It was okay in 2002. It wasn't the worst song ever in 2002. Uh, yeah. But there was always a little stink on it, too. Like, there was, it was something about the name well, Nickelback and the Canadianness of it all. The, the, and the, the, there was just something about them that made them so easy to dismiss. Can I have the wire? I know we don't normally do this, but yeah. um, there was. So, um, you know. What are you doing? I don't know. Plug it in, bro. Back when, uh, so a long time ago, I'll try to give the really quick version of this. Not off to a great start. We did, uh, we had a show called The Post Show. It was myself, Jason Zumwalt, Brian Levin, you. Sure. And uh, we would do sketches online and we signed a huge deal with this company, superdeluxe.com, that went out of business after they signed us to an extension of our deal. 
It was a so, nice deal. It was, Huge it, makes people think maybe it was a million dollars. No, but it was big for the yeah. internet at the time. It was enough that we were able to quit our jobs and do it full time. It was That's amazing. It was a big deal. It was huge. a big deal. Huge for us. But after we we had made like 25 episodes and then we had kicked into our next 25 and then they went under immediately. I know where this is going. But we still owed them episodes that they said like we're never going to put them up. Like there's no they, they they don't exist anymore, but they for some reason rather than just pay us out, they made they us They wanted the physical. They wanted the physical episodes. So we made episodes that we knew nobody was ever going to see. <laughs> And we just had fun with it. And one of the episodes was about, it was, uh, we dressed Jason up like Peter Griffin from Family Guy. Yes. I remember going to the um, military hardware or clothing store in Hollywood and finding the green pants. Yes, we found big green <laughs> pants. And uh, Jason, of course, does impressions. And we had this whole skit. The skit is missing, but I was able to find a part of it. Oh, really? So that was a good one, too. There was like four beats to it or three beats to it, but there's still one beat that I have, so I just want to play nice. it right now. Here we go. That reminds me of the time that the guy from Nickelback followed me around all day and reminded me about things. <laughs> this is how I remind you you just put on a stew. This is how okay, I Okay, okay. Clearly, I just put on a stew. You don't have to remind me about that. I haven't even left the stew yet. Whoa, can you take it easy? There's no need to raise your voice. Well, I'm just saying, if you're going to remind somebody about something, at least do it with a song that sounds different. All your songs sound exactly the same. You said you liked the reminder. Second of all, told me it was your favorite song. Well, you know what? It's not my favorite song anymore. I kind of like the band Hinder now, oh, okay? Oh, I am sorry. Sorry? <laughs> Wait, are you, are you Canadian? Okay. Wow. Wow. Kroger was upset. Wow. Oh, Chad. Oh. I'm so... You want to sing me the rock star song? No! <laughs> that was good. There we go. You got to find that, Bob. I know. You got to find that. By the way, Broadway actor Brian Fankhart playing Chad Kroger. This guy's been on Broadway for like 10 years ever since we did that and he played it very well that was I thought that was the role of his lifetime right there I think so too um all right you should send that link out do you have the video I do I could do that yeah all right what were the other uh remind me what were the other scenarios it was the stew yeah so it was like all day he was like this is how I remind you to put on your shoes as like he's sitting there tying his shoes this is how I, I can't remember the other ones, but it was like three in a row. And then finally he snaps when it's, you just put on a stew. <laughs> so stupid. And, uh, that was my life in 2007, 2008. Funny. Yeah. Funny, Bob. All right, here we go. Number one song on this week in 2002 off the 8701 album. Usher, you got it bad. Usher, does Usher and uh, Gwen Stefani, who bookend this countdown, do they work together on that voice show? Or did Usher get swept out when like the herpes revelations came out? <laughs> no, Usher was able to weather the herpes storm, I feel do like. Do you ever really weather the herpes storm? Well, there's always going to be a little bit of a drizzle. Especially, especially when you're Usher. That was a hit. Oh, yeah. The herpes thing was a hit for Usher. I don't know, though. I mean, I don't think anybody else... Because he was like the smooth, sexy, debonair dude that all the ladies loved. And then all of a sudden it was like he was getting sued by exes for 
giving them herpes. See, I think he made herpes sexy. I mean, if anybody could, it would be Usher. Raymond Usher, the fourth. When you say that you love him, and you really know everything that used to matter, don't matter no more. Like my money, all my cars, you can have it all. Flowers, cards, and candy. Do it just cause I'm fortunate to have you, girl. I want you to know I really adore you. All my people know what's going on. Look at your mate. Help me sing my song. Tell her I'm your man. You're my girl. I'm gonna tell it to the whole wide world. Lady, say I'm your girl. You're my man. Promise to love you the best I can. Usher pretty much ruled the world at this time. For years, from now until through, yeah. I mean, we were... Nothing was better than yeah. Nothing was better than yeah. 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 Singer Usher has wrapped up the final legal battle relating to the $20 million herpes battle. That's some expensive herpes. A $20 million herpes battle? That, that is, is some, not a good thing. That is some expensive-ass herpes. <laughs> Dan, you have herpes. Talk about how Usher's revelation affected you. Uh, it gave the disease a face, and we needed that. <laughs> it's about time your herpes have a face, and that face is Usher. Um, here's not another that, headline. Uh, real quick, not that there's anything wrong with having herpes, but I just want to go on record and say I don't know if Dan has herpes or not. I'm not going to say you don't. I'm just going to say I don't know. I feel like having herpes would be kind of cool. That yeah. means you're you know, having some fun. It means you're doing it, bro. Usher pleads for private medical records to be sealed in herpes legal battle. I mean, this is a sloppy situation. <laughs> well, I don't even know how it really turned out, so I'm not even saying Usher has herpes or does not have herpes, but I will tell you, this shit was messy. He's trying to, trying to cover things up now. Should have covered it up. Wrapped before. it up. You mean yeah. his dick. A little play on words. Nice dick joke there, Bob. <laughs> All right, that won't be the song. Another again, that that is how I'll remember this countdown list. So many uh, great artists, but in almost every instance, not the song that I like them the most. Uh, so we will just go ahead and go with "Simple Creed" by Live. Wait, that no, wait, we can't. Wait, that is to this no back podcast. No, but what? We're no, not on we the same page. No, we're not on the same. I pick page. you up by your puppy scrub. Here's my problem with that: when we do this album, you're gonna want to put it on. Again. Well, no, I'm going to want to put the 9-11 song on there. We'll put you on the board then. We can't do both. So I think we save this for when we inevitably do all of Live's albums. Stop, stop it. Stop it. No. You know it's good. Are you tricky? <laughs> Is that why you want this out there? All right. Well, we have a lot of choices, Bob. I don't. I feel like we always stumble upon this. I don't think we should take one of our picks. See, I was about. The top 10. I was about to say we always go back and forth. We never a remember or b care enough to decide whether or not you're allowed to. It's not really respecting the sanctity of what the whole episode's supposed to be about, though, which is the top ten. But it also counterpoint. We can do whatever the fuck we want. Right. I mean, always, always out there as an option. But you know what uh, we haven't done yet. Thank all, thank all of our amazing sponsors for keeping this podcast afloat. Yeah, thank you guys. 
No, do more than that. Do more. Oh, Keep going. That's fine. You no. guys are fine. We really who, who do guys? appreciate it. Who guys? What guys? Say it. Uh, all the great people. On? On the uh, internet. Pay. Paid, that pay paid us free, paid free, uh, Patri- amazing patreon.com <laughs> slash throwback five. I feel like I'm you're me trying to talk to my five-year-old son. <laughs> say I'm it. not going to give you what it. you want. Just so. say it. <laughs> say patreon.com slash throwback pod. All right. I'll take it as, <laughs> as a dad. I will take that as good enough. <laughs> patreon.com. Slash. My favorite thing that my five-year-old does when it's like, put on your shoes. No, put on your shoes. No. And then I have to, you know, give him the dad threat. Put on your shoes right now. You're in major trouble. I'm counting to three. Okay, but you can't be here when I do it. Leave the room. I want to do it alone. Oh, that's good. And that his whole, like, hook is I win if I do it by myself. Nice. Whatever. Asshole. I've got a, I got a move I do with Dean where I will just bombard him with information and then slip in what I need him to do that he's already said no to. Where it's like, Dean, put on your shoes. I don't know. Hey, Dean. Oh, my God. Did I tell you about what happened with the New York Yankees and Houston Astros? Oh, yes. Okay, so listen to this. So back in 2017, put your shoes on. Back in 2017, and I'll like slip it in there and hand him his shoes, and he'll just like be listening. Right, he wants to hear. That's a good one. Yeah. I'm going to try good, that. It's a good dad move. All right, Bob, let's pick it. All right, and we can't pick. You know what? Fine. Do it. No, I don't want to begrudgingly Do make it. make you pick a better song. Because I don't even know which one of those two I would pick. Do you? Yeah. Oh, yeah? Nelly Furtado? Oh, wow. I don't feel great about it, but again, I don't love a lot of the songs on the countdown. I love the artists, but not the songs so much. I mean, it's either this or The Calling. I was going to say it's either this or My Sacrifice. So (laughs) So let's do this. Can't Get You Out of My Head by Kylie Minogue is the latest addition to the Throwback Podcast playlist, which you can get on Apple Music. If you're a loser, or you can get it on Spotify. Did you just call 80% of our audience losers? No, I called 80% of this garage losers. Oh, and the women? (laughs) Women can't be losers, Dan. Wow, bro. Wow. (laughs) All right. That's not bad. Good volley. (laughs) Not really. (laughs) Uh, Throwback uh, pod on Twitter. Wait, thank you to everybody on Patreon, including Bruno, the sponsor. Oh, I love him. Courtney and Wyatt. Courtney and Wyatt, they're the best. Coming up pretty soon, we got the Courtney and Wyatt's Choice episode. Get excited about that. I'm nervous. Top tier sponsors. Are they up to it? Are they going to choose something that the listeners will like? I think so. Are they going to just choose something that they like? No. Or something that they believe will resonate with the audience? They are going to choose something. That's a lot of responsibility. They are going to choose four albums, and our fans on Patreon.com will pick the album. Oh, I like that. There we go. It's a team effort here at the Throwback Pod. How about that? Good coverage. Good covers. All right. So uh, we will be back in next week, right? Or I don't know. Who knows? This is super. Has it happened yet? The Super Bowl. We're right around the Super Bowl. I got. I'm going to be in Miami for the Super Bowl. You we'll oh, here's, see what's going on. Here's what makes this complicated. You died at the Super Bowl. Oh, problematic. Yeah, this weird like thing at the press box where you fell out of the press right. box to stop the game. And now Jason is your co-host. Now Jason is the co-host. But my wife's not going to let you in the garage. No, no, it's she's cool with it because you know it's, it's more than just letting us in the garage. What, what the fuck are you talking about? She's alone. Wait, are you fucking my wife? No, when I'm dead. When you're dead, well, probably, but you know, you're dead. So what do you care? Mm, good point. But then again, 
your definition of death is you're in this box and you're completely somehow coherent about everything oh, that's that happening. Thing, yeah. So you might hear me fucking your wife. I'm making a ruling. You're not allowed to have sex with my wife. All right. Or I will have ghost sex with your wife. That's fair. So I will not and have sex. And my ghost penis is much larger than your human penis. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what happens when you die? My, um, fine, I'm okay with that, but I will jerk off while Jason fucks your wife. Good night. Jason can't get hard. <laughs> He can't defend himself. (laughs) Sorry, Jay. Your dick's fine. Eh, We don't know.